0: Liz Gleason and you're listening to Shapes of Grief. Shapes of Grief is a curation of stories from ordinary people on their experience of loss, how their grief impacted them and what helped them to find their feet again. Loss can really have such a profound effect on our lives and it is my hope that Shapes of Grief will provide comfort, hope and inspiration to our listeners so that together we can get more comfortable talking about grief. If you like what you hear, please consider becoming a patron of Shapes of Grief on patreon.com. This is a listener-supported podcast, so please do donate, like, share, and review. It really does keep us going. For more grief resources and grief support, find and follow us on all the usual social media channels and on shapesofgrief.com. so much jack for coming and joining us today on shapes of grief you're welcome Um appreciate you trekking out here on this wet ish morning
1: all the way from the north side of all Dublin. all the way
0: from the <laughs> north side of dublin to the south side mm-hmm. so jack today you're going to be talking to us about your grief following the death of your friend the tragic death of your friend shane and mm-hmm. um, how many years ago was it? it
1: was four years ago now he took his own life okay. It'll be five years in march Okay. And uh yeah. It's um it's I suppose I, I'll never forget the day the day that it happened. Um his anniversary uh is 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 on the 20th of the month. Um but I I know he died on the 19th of the month so that's for me that's the that's the anniversary, you know, because okay. he he wasn't found until the the, the, the 20th.
0: Okay, so they've chosen that day. Yeah. So Jack, just I guess take us back. Um, you've said to me before that this was your best friend. Yeah. Um, mm. Where did you meet Shane and how long had you known him for?
1: Well as a teenager I, I hung around with a, with a group of friends as, as teenagers do. Um, I was probably 16, 17 um, and it was a wide kind of group and um, varying in age from 12 or 13 up to up to my age 16 and 17 and um, Shane would have been a younger member of the of the group if you like you know and He um, was d- a
0: couple of years younger than you was
1: he? He was yeah and I took a shine to him because he, he was uh, he was a mischievous kind of kid you know and um, but he, he would be picked on by the other members who are around his age because there was a sort of a hierarchy thing in this group where the younger members would want to appease the older members so they were all vying for attention and they would turn on each other you know if they felt one was getting more attention than the other but um yeah so we took a shine to him and and we you know we 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 grew up um, together and we went through the sort of teenage traumas that teenagers do and uh as we grew up and moved on in our lives we we you know we lost touch um uh lost touch with the wider group lost touch with everyone but i, I did stay in contact with 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 Shane. he moved over to london for a while uh i went over and 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 um, not to visit him but when i was in london myself um i you know i hooked up with him over there for for a short while and uh, we got into a few scrapes over there as well. And, um, and just
0: to put that in context, hooking up with someone had a whole different meaning then than it does <laughs> now. Yes. That means you just, you know, you met up with each other and spent time together. There's Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was a platonic uh, friendship. Yeah. So, um, yeah and uh, um, then we kind of lost contact a little bit and Shane, kind of, you know, we both had different struggles in life, you know, um, and. Uh, what
0: sort of struggles? Um.
1: Well, I had uh, I had addiction issues, and um, Shane would have had kind of um, uh, m- mental health problems and and addiction issues as well, you know. Um. But after I got I got myself together, um, and about five or six years after I. Had sorted myself out. Shane got in contact with me, and he was going on the same journey. So again, um, we touched base. And so
0: you were both simultaneously going through this life-changing experience. Yeah. As recovery from addiction is. Yeah. It's literally a whole new way of being in the world, right?
1: Exactly. And I was a little mm-hmm. bit ahead. Of, uh, I was a few. I was a few years ahead of uh, on on the journey. So I was able to kind of, you know of guide him into it and give him um, the support that, that, that he needed and we became very close during that period.
0: Were you like a mentor to him?
1: Um, I was at the beginning, you know, but then we just, we, you know, we sat down and discussed it and, and you know, I, we decided, look, we're two, we're buddies here, you know, like, so it's probably not a good idea that, that, that you know, we have this mentor.
0: Or sponsor, as they would say, yeah, in some yeah. of the um, twelve-step programs.
1: Yeah. So we decided, you know, that 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 he would get somebody else to, to sponsor him, but we would, and we would just be friends and yeah. and, and hang out and that and and uh, and that's what we did. So you know, we went on holidays together. Um, you know, uh, we were in. You know, every week we'd kind of see each other. Sometimes three or four times a week. Um, sometimes once or twice a week, but every week you know we we'd, we'd we'd be in touch you know and
0: were you a single man at this point
1: uh, no, I was in a re- long term relationship um and um and so was he so we we went through we, i think we went through um well he went through three or four different relationships and I went through two relationships you know over a period of about fifteen years or so. But you know. the
0: friendship remained constant. The friendship was, was,
1: was constant, yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: And what was the essence of that friendship, Jack?
1: Well it was kind of like um on on one level we were kind of competitive, you know, we, we we'd we'd you know we used to, you know, we'd debate a lot, you know, so but it was very important and I I would say more so for Shane, that he was right, you know, but (laughs) I'm probably as guilty uh, of it as he is. So we would have these long debates um, that would stretch out for days and we'd be searching for you know information to back up our our, our point of view you know and, and
0: what sort of topics would you debate was it politics or? yeah
1: some of it was politics he he became at one stage he became very political um and his politics wouldn't be something that i would uh, agree with so that be and with shane when he got involved in something he became very passionate about it you know and and that would be the be all and end all for him you know so we he took on this um political belief system and uh, you know you'd try and sort of say well yeah but you know that's just one system what about this and what about that but no he was very dogmatic about it and then w- w- as it was with Shane as well like I mean he would he would be like that for two or three years and then he would find something else and completely you know drop whatever it was he was kind of passionate about and he'd have a new passion something else to to be invigorated about so
0: and what
1: sort of things was he invigorated about? He w- He liked to. He liked to to organize things. He was great at organizing events. Um, he was great at. He was a great narrator as well. He was go- a really good storyteller. And um, he did a bit of media work as well. And he was. He was uh, really good on on media. Very. And I'm involved in media as well. So so I I was envious of how comfortable he was in front of a a camera or, or on, on radio and that he always came across really well. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of drifting a bit here.
0: That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting a good picture of yeah. the man you're going to uh, talk about. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Excuse this brief interruption. It's Liz here, and I wanted to tell you about my grief training program. If you are interested in becoming grief literate or grief trained, I've designed a comprehensive online program which you can do at your own pace in your own time. It's been designed primarily for healthcare providers, but we all have a right to grief training and education. So if you're interested, then it's for you too. Sign up today at shapesagrief.com. Now, back to the podcast. So back to your friendship, I guess, Jack, and why was Shane so important to you in your life you know what sustained your friendship over several decades
1: i think it was because we had shared um uh, our our life paths were similar to an extent you know and um we both come from um came from the same area so we had that in common and um, we went through uh, similar Problems with our, our addiction problems, you know. So we had that in common. We both went through the recovery process together. So we had that in common, and it was kind of, um, it was. A, I I felt that we were more like brothers than 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 friends, you know. He was someone that I, you know, that I cared deeply about, you know. That that that, mm. you know. And I would have more contact with him than I would have with my own siblings, you know, or my own family. Mm. So in a sense, you know, um, we were, he was like family to me, you know, so. You had
0: such a shared history over such a long period of time. We had that shared
1: history, yeah, and Mm. and a mutual respect for each other as well, you know, and as well as the kind of, and we did have, you know, fallings out, but we always found a way, you know, to to say sorry and, you know, forgive each other, you know, for for our shortcomings and Mm. that, and, you know, so there was, there was, there was a love there, you know
0: he was an integral part of your life
1: yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah
0: so what happened four and a half years ago
1: well i i i I was aware um that he had he was contemplating taking his life um we'd discussed it many, many times, and I had felt that that the Christmas before. I was very worried about him, I was was away, I go away for Christmas every year, so, um, but I was keeping, trying to keep in touch with him, and trying to keep an eye on him, find out what he was doing and I saw that he was kind of out and he was socialising with people and you know, and I kind of felt, okay, he's he's okay, you know, Um, but we would have, often, philosophical debates about you know wh- why should he keep living you know he couldn't you know there was mm-hmm. times where he wanted to know what was the point in, 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 in you know you're only going to get old you're only going to get sicker you know I don't feel well I'm tired all the time you know like I'm, you know and and he did
0: did he suffer from depression he then? did
1: yeah yeah and so,
0: so he had this dual personality in one hand he suffered from Depression, mm. um, and on the other hand, you said he was the organizer. He was organizing events. He yeah. had a great social voice. He was a storyteller, yes. life and soul almost. One can imagine. Yeah, yeah. And, and we often and hear this about people: this dual existence, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And he he, w- he would he would he kept it to himself, um, to a large extent. He he would open up with with, with me, but but um, he would often open up. After an episode, so he would say, "Oh, I was like this two weeks ago," and be saying, well, "Well, why didn't you say something two mm. weeks ago?" You know, and um, so we would have these philosophical debates about the merits of 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 of, of you know carrying on or not carrying on, and that was it was about over the, a period of six years, like that 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 you know he he first mentioned it six years before he died and. I I was totally shocked when he first mentioned it, and then he was uh, he got involved in a relationship, and it's you know, and we didn't hear about it again.
0: So what what was that like for you, Karen? I mean, that sounds like it could potentially be a big burden to be carrying this information about your best friend.
1: Well, it was it was a worry, you know, but I but I I I, I believed in him, you know, and I believed he had the capacity to do the right things you know like kind of you know that he would go for help and you know Mm. and
0: did he get help at all over that six year period yeah he
1: did like quite a lot of help you know like i mean he 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 went for counseling he went um uh he got uh, medicated he got uh, you know he was on antidepressants and um all the things that you would tells ask someone to do in that situation he did them he did. you know he, you know um but, you know and, and but still you know it, it, at the end of the day you know the the person makes the choice and 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 that's it he he was quite stubborn as well like so i mean if he had it in his mind um it would have been very hard to change his mind you know yeah Um, and particularly if he if he you know if he's kind of keeping it secret yeah. so
0: And I guess, you know, many people in their life ideate about suicide, Mm. which is not the same as actually completing suicide. Mm. Um, You know, many people, when they go through a downer or a depressive Mm. stage, um, so when Shane actually did die, Mm. did it come as a shock to you, Jack?
1: Yeah. uh, 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 It was... um, (coughs) I was in work, and um, a colleague, a very colleague who would be very close to, um, called me aside, and she had heard, and um, she had heard that he that he died, you know, and so she sat me down, and told me, and um, it was a, it was a, it was a shock, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a surprise because um, you sort of, you know, I knew that was something that he'd talk, but, you know, there is a sense of disbelief, you know, that he he's actually he's actually done it, you know, like, yeah. Jesus Christ. And then, and there is, there's, you know it's true, you know, because it all adds up, but at the same time, there still is this disbelief, and, and I'm trying to find out where this colleague, where the chief hear this, you know, I need to confirm this and, and I couldn't, you know, like I I I, I had to, um, I was trying to ring the person that I told her and he wasn't answering his phone and then I tried to ring another mutual friend of ours and he wasn't answering his phone. I didn't want to call up to his um, family house, up to the family house because I didn't know if they knew or not so, you know, he couldn't just land up there. Um,
0: Did you try calling Shane?
1: Uh, no, I don't think I did actually, mm. I don't think I did. Um, but I went down to, to wh- where, where um, his body was found and um, it was where he worked and when I walked up to the door, <laughs> the people there knew who I was. Mm. And they just confirmed it then, yeah. So
0: as soon as you saw their faces, mm. you knew,
1: yeah, this yeah. is
0: not a dream, this mm. has happened, yeah.
1: And then it became very real, you know, yeah. so, but a huge, um, a huge, a shock, you know, mm. a shock. And, and uh, I can
0: see how real it still is for you. Mm. you know? We had that brief chat before we were recording about grief and how there's no such thing as closure. Or, you know, um, yeah. Before we move on to that, though, back to this time, Mm. and you talked about, you know, trying to figure out was this real or not. How long did it seem surreal to you for? So I think on one level, we know that this has happened, Mm. this is real, this is true. But actually, it takes quite some time before it actually becomes embodied, before yeah. we know it in our body.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, actually, um, that that what happened was. I mean, I went up to the to the to the family home. That I knew the family knew. So mm. so you know, I was up there, spent time with with with, with the family, and the, you know, and that was good, you know. Um, and then you come home, you know, and like and because you're not part. of you're not, you know, I'm not a, you know, a family member. So, uh, you you're sort of you're back to your own life, and there's, you know, it isn't the setting of grief in my house, you know, like, you know, so, um, you sort of feel a bit detached from it, and I I became so detached, um, that I I I was I was I didn't know how I was supposed to behave, um, because if it's a family member there's a sort of a routine that you fall into, you know, they're kind of just arranging the funeral and yeah. there's, you know, and, you know, you don't go into, you know, you you, don't go into work or anything and your life comes to a halt. And I wasn't sure um, what I should be doing. So I thought, well, you carry on as normal, you know, so I... <sighs> I, I
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, uh, well, It's I, such
0: I, an interesting point you're making, Jack, though, that... You weren't right there in the center with the family. Mm. However, there was probably nobody else on the planet that was as close to Shane as you were. Mm. And that's such a difficult place to inhabit. Right? Where, oh, it's a friend, so maybe people dismiss it. It wasn't a brother, it wasn't a family member, Mm. Yeah. yet your grief
1: yeah. Was well, I big, got. Up, I got. I, than
0: anyone
1: else. I got up the next morning to go to work. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, uh, I got into the car and I just. That was when I just, I collapsed. You know, like it was just, yeah. I was overwhelmed. Mm. And I just kind of thought, what am I trying to do? You know, like I mean. <laughs> And um,
0: who was this serving by? yeah? So it was with my work. wife
1: as well, you know. And, and so obviously, we didn't go into work that day, and uh, and I went up to the family and um, spent time with them. And uh, I, w- I was lucky because um, the family involved me in everything, you know. So, in okay. you know, in a, a, arranging the the. The funeral and all that. And so
0: there was an awareness there of the importance, yeah. the important role you had in Shane's life. Yeah. What did that mean to you, Jack? That you were brought in then to that.
1: Everything, you know, like it I mean, it was, yeah, yeah, it was it was hugely important.
0: <coughs> it was validating the yeah. strength of your relationship and the importance. Yeah,
1: and then you know, but but I was thinking, like, you know, what happens other people? You know, like I mean, people. I'm not the only person who's lost their their best friend to to, to, to suicide, but um, I'm lucky enough to be able that the family uh, recognised that we had a, a, a relationship, and you know, and they were you know generous enough to to, to include me in the, the planning and all that. Um, but other people must feel that alienation that I felt that, that on that first day, you know that that you know there's this uh, there's this thing. Um, Going on and they feel so devastated, but yet they don't have the comfort of being involved in the, in, in, in the process. they're kind of yeah. detached a little bit, you know so
0: yeah. So thank God you were pulled in yeah, yeah, albeit after 24 hours. Yeah, yeah And it's interesting what you said if you didn't know how to be. yeah you know, because on one level, your body knew this is devastating. Mm. I've lost someone so important to me. Yeah. Mm. yet on another level your mind is saying well i'm not in the inner circle with the family so i should probably go to work and it's like you were trying to your mind was trying to catch up with your body yeah. and your grief and and um well
1: as well like i mean it, the, the you know people in work knew that that this had happened but i'm not sure there was an ex, there was you know like if you lose a parent or a sibling or a child or something, um they obviously know you're not going to be in work the next day you know like a, you know but and and it was our busiest day of the week uh in 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 work and um I thought uh nobody had said to me, don't come in or you know like i mean they're they don't know how to behave around you either, you know so they weren't that's quite true. sure um how to how to react either and that's um that, that, that might have been one of the reasons why I felt compelled to go into work because it was on a busy day and nobody had said, you know... Well, so like that
0: might have been helpful if one of your work colleagues had said, we know how devastating this is, yeah. you come back when you're ready. Yeah, You needed to hear that in a way. Yeah, Because c- in your grief, you're not quite able to make those decisions. Mm. Or, sometimes or you can make need, any decisions. We need other people to say, yeah. this is absolutely shite and go be mm. with... Yeah. Your your other friends yeah. be with Shane's family. Mm. We are holding the fort. Yeah, we've got this covered. We need to hear that, don't we? Yeah, we and need then to none of guided. them.
1: None of none of my my work colleagues would have would have come to the funeral either. You know, um, they came for the death of my my parents died died. Uh, you know, a couple of years after after that, and, and you know, and there is. That's 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 what you do, you know, you go yeah. you know, to but when it's a, a best friend, um none of them none of them came because they don't know the protocol, you know, like if, what's the protocol. So what here? did
0: that mean to you that they weren't there?
1: Um well it's got you know they're work colleagues, they're not friends in a way, you know. They so suppose that and I suppose that point is kinda hammered home, you know. That Yeah. You know.
0: And um, would it have been meaningful to you? It would
1: have, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, can, yeah. Because it means yeah. something when, when, when it meant something when they came to my parents' funeral. Yeah. You know. So. But it's
0: interesting the assumptions people make. We mm. make the assumption that, oh, it's somebody's mother, therefore mm. this is important, therefore we need to go and show up. That's the protocol, like you say. Yeah. This is what we do. Mm. Whereas for our other losses, we don't have a protocol. Yeah, yeah. And how would you compare your experience? So I don't know if you can compare it, but for example, losing one of your parents versus losing Shane.
1: Um, well, th- there, there there is a comparison. I mean, there's a, um, with when you lose a parent, and particularly when you lose them t- to to old age, as was the case with both my parents. It's kind of a natural process. You know, it's coming. There's an expectation there they've lived their life as best they could they could i you know you spend time with them you know coming up when you when you recognize that time is limited you you, you know you you can well, you can choose to spend more time with them or not you know um so uh it's a natural process you know whereas this it's kind of a, it, there's a very sudden end it's final in so many ways it's unnecessary there's you know and and, and and, and, and it's just unnatural, you know? It's just so unnatural. Mm.
0: Hmm. And I think also the attachment can be different. You know, like often it's the best friend that we go to with our, you know, the intimate details of our lives, with yeah. our worries, with, you know, our relationship issues, with our joys, you know, with our physical ailments, with our personal data. Yeah. It's the best friend that's our go-to person it's often yeah. rather than a parent.
1: Well, with myself and Shane, I mean Shane knows things about me that n- nobody else knows, you know. Yeah. And, and 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 likewise, you know, there was there was things that we we've shared with each other that that we can't share with, with 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 anybody else, you know. Yeah. And and you're right, you know, like I mean you have your your best friend is your is normally your go-to to person, you know. Yeah. So
0: And I I guess we say, you know, when we're helping someone in bereavement therapy, we're not looking for the relationship of the best friend or the mother or the sister. We're looking for the quality of the attachment. You know, what was the quality there? Because that will give us an idea of the quality of the the grief Mm. or the depth of the grief. Yeah. So the deeper the love and the stronger the attachment, the deeper the loss and the Mm. stronger the grief. Yeah, you know, yeah. and almost the the label or the the title of mother, friend, husband is irrelevant. Mm. It's what was the quality of that relationship that really matters. Yeah, well, that makes know? sense. Yeah, and I think when you talk about your work colleagues there, you know, and for many people, maybe even listening, we still think of just the label. Oh, it's the mother, we got to show up. Hmm. Oh, it's a best friend or um, yeah. somebody else. We don't, yeah. but we we need to ask ourselves what did this person mean to Jack? Mm, And therefore, what is the nature of his loss? Mm. Um, You know, go beyond the label, if you like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: So on that, what did you lose the day that Shane died, Jack?
1: Well, you lost that kind of go-to person, you know? Um, And I suppose at the beginning, you don't recognize the loss because there's a there's there is a bit of anger there you know um for sure that 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 you know we talked about this you made the wrong choice here you know um
0: you were angry with Shane. yeah yeah
1: yeah mm. a bit you know but I, you know but but i loved him you know um and he left a note saying that he loved me you know like okay. and, and and you know and he apologized for for, um, for what he felt he had to do, you know.
0: How, how important was that for you, to mm. know that?
1: That was huge as well, that was like okay. really important, you know. Really important that to, for him to, to acknowledge that before he went, you know.
0: To acknowledge hmm. the nature of your connection. Yeah, yeah, And he was acknowledging how this was going to cause you pain. Yeah, yeah. 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 So often yeah. people, when they lo- lose a loved one to suicide, there are no notes,
1: yeah, yeah, and that 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 yeah. that must be must be horrible, mm. you know so
0: it was I'm just hearing just the importance of his family pulling you in and then also him mm. himself mm. in the depths of his despair, yeah, taking the time mm. to acknowledge this, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. how did that help your grief do you think
1: it 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 helped it helped a lot it but yeah, I would have been I think I would have been a, a, I would have been would have been more difficult to process it without that note, I think, you know. I think yeah. Uh, um that was because towards the end he he was becoming more and more um detached and I I suppose that's that's what he had to be. So you'd be having conversation we, we always went out on a Friday night but you go out on a Friday night with him and he wouldn't be there you know he'd be he's playing with his phone or he's doing something and you're talking to him about something and he's he's clearly hasn't listened because he starts another conversation about something else you know so there was there was there was that going on. so he, he he was irritating me a bit coming up to 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 the end you know do you
0: remember the last time that you were with Shane?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I, I went up looking for a bit of advice from him and he was in that distracted state and he didn't hear what I was asking him, you know. And um I I, I we were having lunch and I kinda made my excuse I I look I have to get back to work here, so you know, um so that was that was the last time i i physically met him so um, the
0: connection was strained
1: um i wouldn't say so on his part because i think he was just too distracted to 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 yeah. to 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 know what was going on and i didn't um as annoyed as i was i didn't express my annoyance to him you know yeah. i kind of just took it
0: but you knew that you weren't connecting yeah. with the quality that you normally would yeah yeah yeah
1: and I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd given out to him as well a couple of days before that because I'd, I'd rang him up and it was two o'clock in the afternoon and he was in bed. And and uh, I kind of, what, what the hell are you doing in bed at two o'clock, you know? Hmm. <laughs> just like angry at, at him, you know? Like, and
0: did that play on your mind, Jack, after Shane died? No,
1: because that was just part of the rough untumble of our relationship, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, there isn't, I'm lucky in that sense that there isn't, I don't feel that there is anything that I could have said or done to change anything, you know, I know a lot of people have that experience, but yeah. Um, I think because we were, so he was so open about it to me that we kind of discussed the merits of it, you know, and it wasn't like he didn't try and do something about it, you know, so, yeah. you know.
0: So, Jed, take us through the aftermath then of Shane's death, and what it meant for you that time.
1: Well, the whole the funeral experience was was kind of a, a surreal because he was in the public eye. There was a, you know, there was a um, you know, a, an an outpouring of grief that you mightn't normally get, um, and there was kind of you know there was politicians were at the funeral and you know and everyone, everyone was. Couldn't believe it, they were in, 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 in shock, you know. But you're there and you kind of know well, this, this mightn't have been inevitable, you know. But it like, a, you know, it was no surprise to the family and to, and, and to me that, that, that this, had, this had happened, you know. But yeah. everyone else just couldn't believe that this likable, popular character had, you know, that seemed to have so much going for him and um, had, had, had cho- chosen to, to, to end his life um and also uh there was this taboo thing about you know people taking their life as well which um i wasn't really aware of um so when i did, i did it one of the the eulogies at the at the um at the funeral and i spoke about how he that, that he'd taken his life it didn't wasn't the focus of the eulogy but i you know i said that you know, he might be a bit angry, about, you know, that he decided to, to take his own life, you know, but we love you, blah, 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 something like that. Um, and some people, I heard afterwards, not on the day, but I heard afterwards that some people thought that I shouldn't have, have said that, you know. Right. And, 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 and one of the family members actually said, um, on the day, s- said, oh, I didn't realise that we were, <laughs> we were doing this, you know. Said I. I told I told my friends that he died of a heart attack. You know, and okay. I was going, <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> you yeah, <know>? yeah. <coughs> so there still is kind of. I suppose there still is a, t- a taboo around it, but yeah. I do think that as as a society we are more open about mental health, and maybe in the circles that I move in, it's yeah. kind of it's it's more. Well,
0: I think I mean what it, what comes to my mind, Jack, is your journey through addiction, mm. and. You know, some people call it the gift of addiction mm. because when we struggle with addiction, we're broken open when we give up whatever behaviors or substances we depended on. Mm. We, we're very vulnerable. We're broken open and it's almost like our consciousness expands of, of life and struggle mm. and we become more aware of the reality um, of vulnerability
1: yeah that, yeah
0: that we have as human yeah. beings and you know we are operating in a more aware from a more aware and deeper place so well i suppose you
1: recognize the importance of, of 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 being open and honest about yeah. you know about your feelings and about you know your your thought process you learn
0: not to hide yeah these difficult yeah. things you learn to say i'm feeling depressed you learn to say hmm. I can't find meaning here help me mm. or you know what is my life's purpose and you know some people never look at that mm. unless a trauma happens in their life or you know they have a massive loss or um, something difficult happens in their path Yeah. whereas those of us who have been on an addiction journey often get that early on in our lives mm. Um. So it's part of our natural language, hmm. you know, these thoughts of um, depression and difficulty and pain and, mm. you know, man's search for meaning. Yeah. This is just embroidered into our everyday language mm. and it's our normal. And like you say, then we forget that for many people, that's not normal. Yeah, that's yeah. they're still, you know, mm-hmm. operating on a level up here that um, everything's okay and we're sailing along and we don't talk about difficult things. Yeah. And if there is a difficult thing, let's just, you know, cross the road and avoid that.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so that's really interesting that for you, it was just so normal to name it Yeah, Shane had died and, and name it. So it's not a big taboo and it's not a big secret and it's nothing to be ashamed of. No, I mean, it definitely isn't anything to be ashamed
1: of, you know, I mean, you know, I think, you know, I, I think for the
0: family, I mean, you know.
1: Oh, no, friends, sure, no, yeah. no, not at all, no, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's something that we, I, I, I would have thought as a society that we had already recognised that, 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 that yeah. you know, that it's important to talk about. Um,
0: Did you get into trouble for naming it?
1: Not really, no. I, 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 um, people were very supportive at, at the time. Afterwards, I'd, I'd heard that there was one or two people who said, oh, you, you shouldn't have said that, and you know. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That was the wrong thing to say. So
0: tell us how you managed your grief, I mean you this is the man who was your best friend, he was your witness in life, mm. he was your go-to person, mm. you had mm. gone through so much together, mm. how did you manage without Shane?
1: Well, I initially I, I it's not that I buried myself in work but I, I, I did have a lot of work going at that time, I was working on um, I had my regular job, and I also had um other projects freelance projects on the side um so i I had threw myself into work and I was just doing this probably seven days a week, just kind of you know um all the fo- all my focus was on 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 working and kind of getting these projects to to bed on time and um and it was only um the Christmas. Um, and 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 a friend of mine had I, I was going away for Christmas. I go away for Christmas, and when I go away for Christmas, everything stops. I should. So this off. is
0: the first Christmas. So it's about eight yeah. months after yeah his death.
1: Yeah, and um and a friend of mine sent me a text. Uh, a very perceptive friend, as it turns out, and and said, um, "Look after yourself over there, you know." And I was kind of thinking. Why is he saying that, you know, like, I mean, you know, I'm grand, you know, I don't, you know, I'm, you know. Um, but when I got over there, within a couple of days, I'd kind of, I just fell into this kind of, this depressive state, you know, where, um, and I, like, I hadn't stopped thinking about Shane. I was thinking about him every, every single day. He'd come into my mind, you know, sometimes be um a lot of the times it was kind of um comforting thoughts you know like i mean about things that we did together and stuff like that and um but when i was over there i i got into this d- depressive state where i'd be thinking about him and um and, I'd be kind of, and i started to think was he right you know like i mean like what is the point in going on you know like mm. i mean you're only going to get older and you're only going to get sicker and you know like um, and not not that i was suicidal by any stretch but i just really struggling to find meaning and purpose in 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 you know what's the point in anything you know like it's all going to end and you know
0: and were they familiar thoughts for you or was this exacerbated by Shane's death it was
1: exacerbated by the death by your grief yeah, yeah. um i would have yeah i would have had Periods many years ago where where um, similar type type of thoughts would would have gone through my mind, um, but this was kind of a a little bit different. It felt a little bit more real or something, you know. And um, you know, and, th- and and when you're in that state, then you're tired all the time, you know, and you don't want to get up out of bed, and you just find it hard to be enthusiastic about anything, you know. And when I recognised, it was over, um, I was away for about two or three weeks um, and but by the time I'd come back I'd kind of recognised what was happening and that I needed to do something about it, you know, um, and because of my past history I kind of knew what things I should be doing, you know. Okay. So, so
0: you had a few ideas of how to resource yourself? Yeah, yeah. So c- would you share some of that with us
1: yeah well I mean the tools
0: you used
1: well they'd be they'd be quite simple
0: Mm.
1: one of them one of the main ones is you know uh, when you're in a depressive state um, I find that it's really important to try and muster up the energy to take care of yourself you know Um, so be that keeping the place around you kind of clean um, making sure that you're clean, that you're showering regularly, that you're shaving regularly, that, you know, because when you're depressed, it's not easy to do these things, you know, and. But um, you,
0: in actual fact, were grieving. Yeah. Rather yeah. than, but you likened it to a depression. Yes, yes, That was yes. Your, your guiding stone, if you like. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was that, you're absolutely right, it was grieving, but I was kind of, Likening it to a, a you know depression, you know? yeah,
0: so what, well, what you did is you took your tools from previous depressions and applied them to your group, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: um and uh, exercise is 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 a is a huge tool for me, so I started going to the going to the gym and i know as well and i suppose this is one of the benefits of being older there's not many benefits to being older but one of the benefits is you 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 have uh, experience so i kind of know that if you're you know if you if you want to do something if you want to 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 be exercising regularly that the most important part of that is cultivating a habit of um of 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 Going to the gym or going to wh- wherever it is that you exercise, and it doesn't really matter what you do when you get there. It's getting there. You're cultivating, so you're cultivating a habit of being in this place. For me, it was the gym, so I was cultivating a habit of going to the gym, not doing mm-hmm. very much there, but I was going there all the time. And there so what you're t-
0: describing there, Jack, is that point of I recognise I need to do something. Mm. I'm doing something, but that in between <laughs> place that's so important of you know, breaking through the inertia um, mm. and the status quo to actually uh, make yourself yeah. move. Yeah. Like, yeah. just do it. Like, that's yeah. where the Nike logo is very powerful. It's yeah, just yeah. finding that, I don't know yeah. what a good word is, but and just getting impulse the to move.
1: And getting support and encouragement for you to do it, you know. So, I mean, my wife will be, you know, she's a huge rock for, for me, you know. Um, so she, you know, she was um, she was a great support, and also would ha- encourage me when I'm doing when I'm doing the right thing, you know. Um, so uh, I I started going to the to the gym and started doing more and more things in the gym, and then I discovered um, park run, which oh, is yeah. these five kilometer park runs that you that that you do, and that kind of gave me a focus then I, I was exercising for something other than feeling good but one of the things about the gym as well is i try to remind myself as well you never ever come out of a gym thinking i wish i hadn't done that you always come out thinking well that was great you know like yeah. I, you know i feel a bit better now or something you yeah. know like even if you've only just gone in and sat in the jacuzzi and the sauna and had the shower which i've done several times yeah you come out feeling kind of refreshed, so, you know, that's important to remember. Do you
0: know, I'm really, I'm thinking immediately of um, Ruth Fitzmaurice, Mm. who's a local woman here. She wrote the book, I Found My Tribe. Mm. And actually, Ruth is going to come on to the Shapes of Grief podcast as well. Mm, Very good. But Ruth, um, Ruth's Ruth's husband, Simon, suffered from motor neuron disease for many, many years. He died just over a year ago now. Mm. But Ruth, as her way of coping, she's five young children um, and a husband with this life-limiting condition and her home that was like a clinic or a hospital, mm. um, she discovered the sea. All right. And mm. she describes that sense of, you know, just overwriting her brain to go and do mm. the activity. Yeah, And she describes exactly what you're saying. You know, you, you never come out of the sea feeling worse yeah yeah. she says i think she talks about it like recalibrating her system Mm. um so it's really interesting for anyone listening to hear this like whether you find it in the sea or in the gym Mm. or in your dance yeah the important thing is do it (gasps) yeah because something will have changed Mm.
1: and i think it's important as well to do something (coughs) physical you know that you know to get the body moving because i think When the body is moving, you know, be it with dance or be it swimming or be it in the gym or be it doing the park runs, it helps shift the way that you're thinking. Without a doubt. Mm.
0: Motion affects emotion, that popular phrase, Mm. without a doubt. Mm. Even if you just go out and walk for an hour, yes, you are a different shape when you come back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: And usually a little bit more relieved.
1: Mm. Well, I I took up the, 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 the park running and that was a, a big help because I was in the gym doing all this this work on my own. But but um, when I did the park run thing, you're you're with a community of people yeah. there. So you're 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 doing you're doing that and that you know. But like you say, I've been injured as well at different times. And instead of running, then um, the trick there is not to give up, you know, because that's you know sometimes that's the go-to mode that you slip into when you, when you can't do what you love doing but to get out and walk instead, you know, I could walk yeah. when I couldn't run, I could still go out and, and do the walk but that physical exercise is so important I think with, 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 uh, with trying to kind of um, recover, if you like, yeah. from grief.
0: But Jack, you've named something really important there as well, the gym helped you, you came out feeling different but the park run where you belonged to a community Mm. was even better.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, tell
0: us a little bit about that because often when we're grieving, I know certainly for me when I go through a hard time, my previous tendency would have been to isolate, to Mm. withdraw, to disconnect um, and not come out until I was feeling better. Mm. And actually when you talked about Shane, you said that Shane was similar. He would say two weeks after a bad episode, that he was having the bad episode mm. but he didn't do it while he was having the bad episode mm. so it's quite common for many people when we're vulnerable um, or low to withdraw mm. and here you are in your grief finding that to connect yeah. was actually an antidote for your grief and um, mm. I know that now as well and that's something that I would do in recent times when I'm having a hard time Find someone, you know, not necessarily to tell them what's going on, but yeah, go for a walk in the woods. Find mm. someone whose company, you know, mm. share a bit about life. Realize you're not alone,
1: mm. you know. Just
0: getting that human connection. What did that mean for you then to have this new community?
1: Well, it it, it meant a lot because you you kind of feel, you know, uh, I'll never, I won't, I won't have a friend like. Shane again, you know. I mean, like that—that that was, you know, because of our shared history and that, you know. Like, I mean, yeah. that, you know. Um, so I'll never have a friendship like that again, and and I and I miss it terribly, you know. But you've still got to make connections with people, you know. Um, and even though you can't, um, have that same friendship back, it's important to connect with people. So being part of a community, um, going out doing the 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 Park Run where you're with people who are doing this thing on a voluntary basis for no other reason other than to kind of try and make the world a slightly better place. Yeah. Um, you know, it it has a positive effect on you, you know. Mm. Um so I have done voluntary work then with the with the the Park Run community as well. And that's you know, you feel that you belong to something then, you know, and yeah. I suppose deep down we all need to feel we belong to 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 something you know and um you still you you said before before the talk there, there's no closure on 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 grief so you're learning how to live with it and to kind of put it in its right place you know yeah so i can still do the park run and i can think Shane would have got into this. Shane could have. This is something Shane could have gone into, and we would have been real competitive against each other in it, which is totally against the ethos of park <laughs> run, really. You know, Um uh, you know. I can, you can
0: just take, get the shape of your friendship as you describe that. Yeah. So you can, yeah.
1: <coughs> you know, you can walk, jog, or run this the, yeah. this thing, and the time isn't so important, you know, but. We would have made the time <laughs> very important. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I can still kind of recognize our friendship in, in new things that I'm that I'm doing. You know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and put it in its place. Put the grief in its in its in its appropriate place. You know.
0: So Where do you think that place is, Jack?
1: I think Shane is a is a part of my life, and he, I will continue to think of him. Uh, on, a, you know, almost a daily basis. You know, still, you know, it, 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 he comes into my mind. But, you know, it's it's. Uh, I'm not grieving all the time. You know, I miss him sometimes. Um, I miss having a close friendship, like a, like like I did with with that. But, um, I also conti- you know, I more think of him in a more friendly way now, you know, the like kind of as, 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 you know, like, oh, Shane would have liked this. And you know, it's not, it's so not more as. more
0: lightness and love. More lightness and love, yeah. heaviness and grief.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's not, you know, it's not all the time, you know, how badly I miss him. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it's how great it was when we were doing that and how nice it would have been if we could be doing this, you know, yeah. without kind of getting, getting into,
0: So the grief is still there, but it has changed. It has a different quality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you changed?
1: Um, I think I have. I think you know. I think um, it it certainly it focused me more on, you know, how important life is. You know, like I mean, um, and how beautiful life can be when you can, you know, when when you overcome. Um when you come through the darkness, you know, and you come back out again, you know, you can feel that life is beautiful and life is always worth living for and there's always something, you know, exciting going to happen or you, you don't know what's around the next corner and uh, we have a we have a duty to ourselves and to those around us to to to, to, to keep going and to take care of 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 ourselves i think i would that's probably the most important thing that i've learned is 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 to t- to take care of myself you know make sure that I'm, I'm doing the right things that you know i'm looking after myself physically that i'm eating well that i'm you know uh um doing the bits of exercise and keeping my mind occupied and all the all good stuff so i think in that respect, um, that's the positive side of it, you know. Yeah. Mm.
0: And how have your relationships changed with other friends, or your wife, or your family, mm. or have they?
1: Um, no, not with my, my, not with my wife um, or my family, um, but uh, maybe, maybe with with friends, because I don't have a best friend now. You know, I've lots of friends um but none that I would have been that that close to you know um so that's I miss that you know I still miss that I miss mm. that that friendship and it can't be replaced you know so no um, and sometimes you do feel you know am I going to grow old friendless you know because you you know you might have mm. thought in your mind you know maybe in your subconscious you kind of think you're always going to have your best friend there, you know, like and we're going to grow old together the same way that we grew up together and we went through our um lives together in a, in a, in a in a way um that obviously we're going to grow old together as well and we'll always have this this um great friendship but uh and then I suppose with men as well, men are particularly vulnerable to uh being to isolating themselves, you know, to not not um having uh close friendships you know
0: and are you open to the possibility i mean you will never get shane back like you said and all those decades of shared experience Mm. but are you open to the possibility of having another friendship that would be really good quality
1: yeah yeah definitely and there are there there is there's there's a um there's a couple of people in my life though that will be close friends but we don't um we don't have the same uh, we're not in in contact as regularly you know they are be kind of they they're different type of friendship. I have a really good friend who lives abroad um and I only ever get to see him when I'm abroad as well you know so uh, he he lives in Bulgaria where my wife is from and um I' would consider him a very good friend um but uh, I only get to see him and I suppose, men being men, we don't really contact each other much in between the times that I'm over there, you know, so. Mm. Know.
0: And is there anything you'd like to leave us with, Jack, from your whole experience over, over the last five years and before, even if someone was listening today and you felt like you wanted to give them a few words of wisdom or some inspiration,
1: well, what would you say? Um, I just think, you know, you've, you've got to, you've, you've, you've just got to, you've got to have hope, you know, you've got to believe that, that things get better because, because they do nothing, nothing ever stays the same. And no matter how bad your life is, you know, how bad you feel things are, um, like, uh, if you, and I used to argue this with Shane, if you want to, um, take your own life. That's so unnatural, like, because um, particularly here, when we're living in the Western world, and you look at the lives of, um, you know, people who live in the slums in India or, you know, in, in uh, drought ridden places in Africa, where, where they have little or no hope of things ever getting better. But yet they're not compelled, they don't feel a compulsion to, to end their lives, you know, they keep, they keep going. So the natural state of things is for us as human beings, our natural state of, is to keep going, you know, to keep, keep living, to, to keep alive. And if you don't feel that, there's something wrong, you know, and you need to reach out and you need to get help to get back to your natural state. Because it's an unnatural state to, to want to, to, to end it all. So I would say there's always hope.
0: Yeah, there's always another option. There's
1: always always another option. Yeah. yeah. And life yeah. is beautiful. Great. Mm.
0: Jack, thank you so much. You're I welcome. really, really appreciate you coming here and telling your story. Mm. I'm really moved by it. Mm. Um a little bit jealous. <laughs> the quality of that friendship you had. Mm. It yeah. sounds amazing. It was special. Yeah. 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 Mm. And I'm glad you had Shane for what, 4 decades yeah, of your life? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a friendship that most of us dream of, you know. <laughs> that yeah. quality. Mm. So, thanks so much, Jack. Really appreciate it. You're um, welcome. Thank you. Mm. much for listening to this episode of Shapes of Grief. This podcast is not a substitute for professional medical or psychological advice. If your grief is making you unwell, please do go to your healthcare provider. Grief is a normal part of being human. You are not alone. Join the Shapes of Grief community in our private Facebook group and find more support and useful links on shapesofgrief.com. Until the next time, from me, Liz Gleeson, stay well.